The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today we're going to radiate molecules, something we've never done before with Karen Birdsall, who is a um, an instructor in essential oils, does raindrop therapy, and is also a massage therapist. Karen, did I leave anything out? No, I think that's pretty much out and it's raindrop technique, and I'll explain why we call it technique, not therapy. Oh, wonderful. Well, welcome, Karen. It's so nice to see you. You know, so Karen, nice to be here. Thank you. So it, <clears throat> Karen's in the Kansas City area. <clears throat> Excuse me, but because of the COVID, um, we decided to do this by Zoom. But it's always nice to see you, Karen. You're just a ray of sunshine. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you, Christy. I feel the same. Thank you. So mm-hmm. essential oils. You've been doing essential oils for quite some time. How long I've been doing it for 10 years and teaching for... I don't know, maybe four years, I think. Wow. wow. Something like that. Been um, in massage therapy for nine years. Yeah. So, yeah. You've been doing what you do for quite a while. And I mean, you're probably the most knowledgeable person that I know about essential oils. And I know a lot. I don't know all, but I do know a lot. I will, I will, I will say that. I learn so much every single day still. Oh my gosh. And so as we record this, you have just finished a a class, like a monster big class that you were teaching about this. Can you talk about that at all? The intensive? Yeah. The the, um, ethics program? Yeah. Um, Both, either. Well, let me talk about, um, I'm an instructor with an organization called CARE, which is the Center for Aromatherapy Research and Education. Uh, they are an educational forum, an institution where we teach what we call intensives because they are intense and you'll be drinking from a fire hose the whole three days that we're together. It's a lot of information. We'll cover raindrop technique, 
We cover emotional release. We cover biblical oils. We cover chemistry. Um, and another technique called Vitaflex that you're probably not real familiar with. I'm not. Vitaflex, that's P-H-Y-T-O? V-I-T-A. Vitaflex. Boy, I got it all wrong, didn't I? That's okay. It's totally normal to do that. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite a mouthful. And so for this, so this intensive that you just came off of was the, um, yes, for the, for the care organization. Those are actually what I, when I teach an intensive, that's when students, you know, come and we, and we're spent three days together. Um, I am headed into what we call care summit with all the instructors that are within care every year we meet together as instructors we have continuing education um, courses Um, we have a skills check every single year to make sure that we're all on the same page of what we're teaching they could be varying different ways I mean it's all the same foundation but teachers can share different stories and talk about different things. So it's not exactly, but it's pretty darn close to exactly the same with every instructor. Right, right. With some, you know, variations for personality, et cetera, and approach. But yes, I like that you come together and make sure that you get on the same page first. And um, you do teach the chemistry behind this stuff too, which I love. And that's why we're radiating molecules today. We are radiating molecules, and it's, it's a fascinating concept. Our bodies are made of energy. We're all electrons going around everywhere. In the rooms we're in, there's electrons going everywhere. It's all energetic, and what you teach, of course, is energy, natural healing, and those kinds of things. Um, and it's, it's, um, it's a fascinating thing because we know that our bodies, in, from inception, have atoms combined to form molecules, combined to form cells, which combine to form tissues, which combine to form organs, which make up the human body. So it's a pretty glorious, entertaining thing. And I, I have to say that when molecules enter the body, it is this harmonious dance. It's this beautiful dance that these molecules do because all of our Bones, organs, tissues, everything's vibrating. Those molecules go in and they are at a frequency and they are looking for something vibrating at the same frequency. And they meet it together and connect. If there's misinformation, they'll remove that from the body through, of course, flushing out our bodies. And that's why it's important to drink a lot of water when you're working with a lot of essential oils with raindrop technique and such so that you can flush out the the toxins that are released through those molecular functions. Oh, that is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of this with, with essential oils, of course, the molecules of the essential oils, is that what, what corresponds in our body then? It does correspond. I'm going to get, I'm going to tell you about three basic um, molecules. One of them is a phenol propanoid or phenols, we call them phenolics because there's a lot of, there's so many different phenol molecules. Um, Those are the cleaners of receptor sites on the cells. 
they go in and they their shape looks like a little stick person. <laughs> it's probably one of my most favorite. The furon molecule, I think, is my most favorite because it looks like a little cupcake with a cherry on top to me. So they have shapes and they have personalities and they go in and do what they need to do. So in the absence of phenols, you have ketone molecules that go in and also clean receptor sites. And then you also have alcohols that are also cleaners, but they're not quite as powerful. So it takes a little longer for an alcohol molecule to clean a receptor site. Then we have the sesquiterpen molecules. Those are heavier molecules. Uh, they are a slower absorption. Those sesquiterpene molecules clean out cellular information that's no longer useful. Mm. So they act as like deprogrammers of misinformation. And oils like sandalwood and myrrh are a thicker, heavier essential oil that they're just more viscous. Then the third one is monoterpenes. Those are a lighter molecule, which are more volatile. They have a faster absorption. And these molecules, I think, are my favorite. I use them a lot um, in people that need to recover. Um, they're like the little moms. They come in and restore and awaken correct information within the cell cellular memory. So oils like frankincense and cypress are more volatile. They're a lighter molecule. And the lighter molecules are the ones you can smell the most. Oh, really? So they have the most fragrance available? Aromatic, yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. I just sprayed the entire office here with frankincense and myrrh as well as rose to just right. kind of clear and clarify. Mm -hmm. an intense client and released a lot of negative stuff last night. And so I wanted to... Uh, just kind of raise the vibration really quickly. So there's yeah. no, it's no, um, it's no coincidence then, or it's no surprise that these things were revered in the Bible back in biblical times. Mm -hmm. Right. That's all that they had back then. They didn't have modern medicine. They didn't have science as we do now. They didn't have any of that. So they had to go intuitively to their resources and they have, like bathtub sized vats that they would lay in the sun and the oils would separate from the plant material and the oils would rise to the top. Wow. And then they would collect those oils and apply them for, for every, everything. So for instance, you, you know, back then you would travel for days to get somewhere. It wasn't just hopping in your car in an hour. We're in Topeka. It's a long, long haul. And so people would come in, they'd be exhausted. And that you've heard about the alabaster boxes. And in no. the, oh, you haven't heard about alabaster no. boxes. It's, they would hold um, spikenard in those alabaster boxes. And it's literally, for my course on the biblical oils, I have a piece of alabaster. And it's an orange kind of color of stone. It's beautiful. And then they put the spikenard in there, and then they seal it with wax. I'm sorry, spikenard. Did you say spikenard? Spikenard. What is that? Spikenard is a biblical oil. It was used for um, refreshing and rejuvenating. It's, it's mentioned in the Bible a lot. There's galbanum, there's cystus, frankincense, myrrh, 
you know, we've heard of the frankincense, gold, and myrrh. Um, they had, um, let's see if I can remember some of the biblical oils. <laughs> Rose of Sharon was one. Rose of Sharon is like a resin that the shepherds, when they had their flocks and they had, you know, scratches and stuff on their hands, they would rub their hands along the, the sheep's skin that would collect all that resin because sheep walk everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it would kind of help them soothe and heal their their ailments and stuff. So it's all used for whatever your intention is on an essential oil is what will happen. Essential oils themselves do not cure anything. It's your it's it's a tool that you have in your healing box, along with acupuncture, chiropractic, energy work, um, counseling, all those things are so beneficial to the entire body. And essential oils act on intention. Right. Just like an electron can change its behavior by being observed. Right, right. So the intention that we put into this, I mean, this sounds very much like what, you know, we do in energy healing as well as just mm-hmm. setting, well, and just in any type of spiritual metaphysical healing work, it's the intention we put into it. Of course, yes. Yes, if you don't believe something will work, it's not going to. You know, I've always said that I believe that all healing is faith healing. If you believe in medicine, that's going to work. If you believe a surgery is going to help you, it's going to work. If you mm-hmm. believe X, Y, Z, it's going to it's going to help you and it's going to work. A belief is required, I believe, in in these things. Right? It is absolutely yes. And so, essential oils um, they can help us with all kinds of things, like physical healing and mm-hmm. physical wellness. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, why do we resonate so well with them? We resonate so well with them because of that frequency. If you put on an essential oil, you pretty much immediately will feel something. Because of the molecular structure going inside your body and the frequency which it vibrates. For instance, if you put, um, like rose is a high, high frequency oil. It's 320 megahertz. It's the highest frequency oil on the planet. Um, So if you put rose essential oil on, it's going to have that frequency to vibrate with the same frequency as say your heart. And rose is a mother oil. It's you can flash back onto your mother's rose garden. And when you smell those roses as a child, um, it, it, that's the thing with essential oils as well, is that when you breathe them in, they go up in through the olfactory, through the nose, up into the limbic center of the brain, emotional center of the brain, which is called the amygdala, for those who want to know the actual term. And that section of the brain is not operated, it's not activated by touch or sight or, what's the other <laughs> Hearing. Right. Um, it's activated by smell. That's the only way that amygdala, that emotional center is activated, which can trigger some memory somewhere of something. So, for instance, if you had a trauma happen to you, it was an emotional trauma. So when we're children, we don't have the um, the maturity to handle some emotions that happen. So we suppress them so that we can survive as a child. Um, and then as we get older, things start to happen and you start to remember things and you smell something. It's like, oh, I remember. I remember being in my dad's garage. It was disgusting. You know, that kind of a thing, that smell of I don't know what or the smell of, of um, say, 
say galbanum smells like parsley and grass. It makes me think of grass. So <laughs> it's interesting how it, and then when those oil, those molecules go into that um, limbic brain center, they, there's a little librarian in there. We call her the Olympic librarian. And she'll just throw things wherever there's space. It could be in your leg, it could be in your shoulder, it could be in your stomach, it could be in your wherever. Because that's just where things are stored. So if you had a trauma to say a shoulder that was an emotional situation, you're going to suppress that somewhere. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the Olympic librarian is going to file it somewhere. And later down the road, you're like, man, my knee, what is happening? So in our emotional release classes, we use books from Carolyn Maine. <clears throat> I, think she, I think she says Carolyn Mine is her name, how she says it. I always say Maine because it's M-E-I-N. So she has a body or a book called Releasing Emotional Patterns Through Essential Oils. Then we use Heal Your Body from Louise Hay and Feelings Buried Alive Never Die by Carol Truman. And I'm sure you know or are aware of at least one or two of those books, I bet. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> so those are the books that we use and have a, an exercise we do with emotional release. Now, make no mistake, I am not a, a psychotherapist or any of that. The blessing with essential oils and emotional release is it's a very gentle release. It's, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's um, coming into yourself. I had one client that just, she was like, I don't even know what's going on. And I said, so we had a chat mm -hmm. and I felt impressed to put myrrh in her belly button. And she completely got emotional and then I felt impressed to, to talk about some things about the connection with her mother. Her mother's been dead for a while. Mm -hmm. And there was, a, there was a disconnect with her relationship with her mother. And so having Murr in the umbilicus, uh, in the, the um, belly button, brought that connection back to understanding that her mom did the best she knew how. Right. We're all trying to do our best in all walks of life. And some of us do better at some things than others. I'm sure we can look back and think, oh, if I'd have known then what I know now, I wouldn't have done this with my children, you know? Absolutely. <clears throat> that's why they call it hindsight, right? Right, right, right. And that's 2020. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we talk about essential oils being uh, helpful for physical healing. Um, we, you talked about the skin, the scrapes, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I know essential oils can help with ups, upset stomachs, headaches, mm -hmm. kinds of things, but then also the emotional stuff too. Mm -hmm. So, the emotional stuff is big. It's big. Exactly, yeah. because eventually it winds up in your physical system anyway. Mm -hmm. It does. And it's really great to see when I have an intensive, we have a group activity with uh, using these books, these resources to identify certain situations. So oftentimes what I'm finding with students is that they'll start with something like I have a pain in my back. I'm not sure what that's about. And then something doesn't resonate and we will go into the whole another part of the body that absolutely connects with why they're hurting. Right. And that's, again, that limbic librarian. Just because your back hurts doesn't mean that's where you're going to find the issue. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of like in massage where people complain of hips. 
or their low back, you work on their hips and you work on all of those hip areas to kind of release that low back. And they're like, I didn't know that was the deal. Everything's connected. <laughs> it is. It's all connected. And it's connected to our emotions. It's connected <clears throat> to our thoughts. It's connected to our beliefs as well. Mm-hmm. It's all in there and it's all connected. And there's so many different roads, you know, all roads lead to Rome. So mm-hmm. it's fascinating that we can use the smell and we can use massage and we can use energy work and we can, you know, use the talk therapy. I mean, all these different things get us to that. Do you find that people resonate with like one modality over another, like essential oils versus massage versus the other stuff you do? I, I've not found that one solid thing is, what resonates with people. Well, and that's what I'm saying. It's like some people will resonate more with one thing than with another. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, of course, who doesn't love a massage? I mean, right. And I, I will say maybe massage is probably the one that resonates the most. I do use essential oils with massage if the clients want them. Um, I have some that are like, they use essential oils, but no, I don't want them on my body for a massage. I don't understand that, but that's what they're wanting. And so that's what the, what's what they get. You know, I'm not here to say, well, essential oils are going to benefit you in your massage. That's not my job. My job is to say what you prefer and then proceed with what they prefer. Absolutely. Within reason, you know safety and all that. Mm-hmm. And so when you see people um, for essential oil work, um, like how, how do you, how do you approach that? Do you recommend that they ingest them, put them on their body? Does it depend? I don't recommend anything hmm. for clients. I, because that tends to fall under the diagnosing category. Ah. So there's no real recommendations. I will suggest is it okay if I use this oil on you mm-hmm. as I work on your body? And they're like, sure. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I feel so good. What did you use? And so I'll show them what I used. And then oftentimes they'll go, go get it. You know, they'll want to go get it. Right. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about this raindrop technique. I've heard of this. I know nothing about it. I just had one yesterday. Um, through all the things that have been happening around the world, it, I have I had kind of reached my undone point yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like last week was just a hard week, just with getting all the things done and and all of that, and then all of the stress of what's going on. I just couldn't take it anymore. So I called a friend of mine and I said, "You have any openings for a raindrop? Because I am losing it right now." So. I went in yesterday and I think I had, I don't know how many bottles we used. There was probably 15 or so bottles of oils that we used on a raindrop. And and a typical raindrop, what raindrop is, it's not, we call it raindrop technique, not therapy, because in therapy, only massage therapists can use that word or a therapist of some kind. So raindrop technique is something we can teach anyone and they can use it on their families. Unless they become certified in raindrop technique, they can't charge for it. They can just use it on their friends and family. So raindrop is as a procedure for applying oils onto the feet, the back and the spine. So when you apply it to the feet, we use the Vitaflex technique to apply it along the spinal 
points of the feet, as you know, in reflexology, the arch area of the foot is part of the spine. So from the heel to the big toe, we vitaflex and we catch all those organs along the spine. So we'll vitaflex. And what vitaflex is, is Stanley Burroughs wrote a book years ago on vitaflex. And he coined the phrase vitality through the reflexes. So it's basically when you touch your skin, you know there's something there. Your whole body resonates that there's something on your skin. So this is the pads. And then you go to the tips and then you flip them over. So these are the insulators that send that frequency through the, the nervous system with the essential oils. So we're matching frequencies again with the technique of Vitaflex. So you're using basically the first knuckles of the fingers. So it's pad here, uh-huh. rolling over to the fingers. Yeah. So that you your finger nail here is touching your skin as oh. an insulator. So boom. It's like turning on a light switch and you turn it on halfway and you hear the <laughs> noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you flip the switch on and it's on interjecting energy through the light. And here we go. Right. And that's the same kind of thing with Vitaflex. So it's a form of aromatherapy. It was developed in the 1980s by a naturopathic physician who developed a methodology when working with a Lakota elder. So they would go up into Saskatchewan and the Aurora Borealis, and they would bring the energy from the Aurora Borealis onto their elders, um, and they believed it would heal their elders. So then, of course, we get boundaries put up, and then they couldn't do it anymore, so they did feather energy. And so the Vitaflex or the raindrop technique has what we call feather strokes, which are, you know, going up the body in this kind of a way, very, very light. So you're encouraging the oils and absorption to go in. Um, It's a combination. I think it has conventional massage. You have a little part in there where you do a little massage. Adaptations of oriental acupressure and reflexology, Vitaflex. And then we have an American healing te- or Native American healing techniques, which is applied aromatherapy through the raindrop technique. Why do they call it raindrop technique? Because the oils are dropped like rain along the spine. So they're just, you hold the bottle of oil about six inches above the spine and it literally drops like rain along the spine. Oh, I see. It's a, it's a Beautiful, beautiful molecular dance. It just, I don't know how else to describe it other than this incredible dance within the body. Right. Well, it sounds like the oils are very intelligent as in knowing where they need to go, clear what they need to clear, change the frequency of what they need to to change right mm-hmm. okay. it's the molecular structure of essential oils that they those molecules go in and they know their job they can see so for instance if you have a free radical a free radical is just an incomplete molecule but it has to have its little hand has to have something to hold on to so it will attach itself to like stomach lining or stomach tissue or organ tissue or whatever it wants to hold on to. And there again, the frequency of the essential oils vibrating and go in and see, oh, we have some incomplete. So they'll come and like match up its frequency and remove it from the body. So essential oils basically 
are a really good way to handle free radicals. And where do we get the free radicals? Free radicals come from, you know, diet, processed foods, chemicals, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And so, yeah, I can see how attaching to our necessary cells and organs could... Mm -hmm. When a free radical attaches itself, it it creates uh, unwellness in the body, Mm -hmm. Um, aging quicker... Um, I mean, sicknesses pop up more readily. Yeah, immune problems. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So free radicals are really not good for your body. You hear them on the commercials all the time. Right. About free radicals and food and all that kind of stuff. So it's just, we're not all perfect with everything we do, but it's just another thing to add into your repertoire of health to help you kind of stay on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing to do. And yeah. so is there, in, in, in using essential oils, is there a difference, like a chemical or molecular difference between using them in, in a diffuser versus using them on the skin versus ingesting them perhaps? Ingesting them, there are, you know, some considerations on ingesting essential oils depending on how they're distilled. So if you have distillation with some phytochemicals to get more essential oil out of the plant, that's probably not something I'd want to ingest Mm -hmm. because I don't want to ingest chemicals, again, creating those disharmony within the cells. So that's something to consider. If you're diffusing, it's as it's another way to get into that emotional center. So you diffuse at night so you can sleep to give you that relaxation, to give you that um, sense of calm and peace at night. Or you diffuse them during the day when you're office working and you put in some oils to give you the energy that you need sure. to, to create the energy to get your job done. And so, and putting them on topically is a good thing. Again, if they're done with, if they're not diffused, but if they are distilled with chemicals and you have a sensitivity to chemicals, you could have some kind of a reaction to that. Um, Essential oils, when they're distilled properly, they don't have those amino acids and things that you're allergic to. Mm -hmm. Just depends. The distillation process is kind of a big deal. So if you explore oils, explore how they're distilled and, and get your, ideas around that mm-hmm. and then make your decisions based on that will help a lot. Right. I know there are certain brands of, of oils and we won't get into that, but there are certain brands of oils that are mm-hmm. um, safer to maybe ingest or use mm-hmm. directly. And so it pays to do a little bit of research and investigation on that. It uh, does. It does. Did you know that Radiate Wellness has a subscription-based premium content Facebook group? Think of it like the premium version of this free podcast. In this premium Facebook group, you can find great content like replays of online classes, meditations on angels, chakras, mindfulness, and more, guest speakers, mini classes, polls. Plus, you'll be the first to know of guests that we have scheduled for the podcast and can submit questions for them. You get all of this great content for one low monthly price, and the first month is half off. 
you can subscribe by going to radiatewellnesscommunity.com slash shop. Click the subscriptions button and you're in. Also, while I have your attention, wherever you're listening to this free podcast, if you could just do us a couple of favors, please. One is go to hit the subscribe or follow button. Then you'll be notified of all of the episodes we have coming out each week. Also, please rate and review. It sounds really simple, but it helps us to grow our audience when people are looking for great podcasts. And when we grow our audience, we can do bigger and better things and bring you even more great guests. So please do those couple of things, and that will help us grow this audience and this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, not all essential oils should be applied directly to the skin, too. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, it depends on the person. Mm. So it's an individual thing. If, For instance, if I have a client come in um, who has never used essential oils and they want a raindrop because they heard about it, and I'm like, I just really want to experience this. It's going to be really fun. I ask them a lot of questions. What is your lifestyle? What do you do for a living? So if I find that they're a very toxic, say a beautician who's around chemicals all day long, I don't want to cause a healing crisis in anyone by a huge detox from someone who's not accustomed to the function of these molecules. So I will maybe start with one drop. Say you have like your phenols, oregano and thyme are two phenolic cleanser type oils that will help aid in detox. Essential oils help detox no matter what, but the phenols are strong. So I'll do maybe one drop and bring it on up. And if there's redness coming up, it's not necessarily an allergic reaction. It's mostly an absorption reaction. Can you tell the difference? Can you tell me about the difference between those two? Well, the difference I believe is what I've learned anyway in doing raindrop technique is that redness is okay um, because it's, it's absorbing into the skin quickly. We can douse that by putting on, um, well, we call it V6. We put this oil on that's, um, I think it's got sunflower, it's got um, jojoba, all those oils. It's just a little mixture that you can kind of, what I say, put out the fire by just putting the oil on. It will help make it, it'll absorb slower because we know the molecules in any massage oil is going to be a thicker, slower absorption. So you just put it on there to kind of help that. Now, my kids grew up with these, well, not all their life, but most of their life. And so when their kids are teething, they're just like putting a drop on and shoving it in the baby's mouth and it numbs the gums. And other people are like, oh, you have to dilute that. <laughs> so <laughs> again, it depends on the person. Um, children, most often you probably should dilute it a little bit. Their tender little skin is really, really sensitive. And you don't need a full drop with children. Right. You so you just take the bottle and swipe the opening of the bottle. Yeah. And then, I mean, like you have this oil and you're just swiping the top. Mm -hmm. And then you can put it on your hand and you can just put them on with some lotion. Right. Right. Yeah. You can dilute with like almond oil 
jojoba oil, sunflower oil. oil. Yeah. Whatever oil you have. I did get um, a blend oil in my eye that had cinnamon and clove and all that in it. And I thought this is going to be like fire in a hole. So I ran to my eyeballs burning and I thought, okay. So I went to the cabinet. I got some olive oil. I'm pouring it in my eye. I can still see out of it. So it wasn't harmful. Had it been with a lot of chemicals, maybe would have had a different experience. I don't know. But you can mute that with any type of olive oil or coconut oil or whatever you have. Right. And it just dilutes it and spreads out the... It just dilutes it, yeah. Yeah. And there's no harm in diluting it either. There's no harm at all in doing that. Exactly. It works just as well, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It's just a slower absorption. So if you if you have any questions about whether I should apply this, what we call neat, or just directly onto the skin, or diluted, dilute it. Just mm -hmm. dilute it. It's fine. Yeah. And if that and if that doesn't cause any irritation, then mm -hmm. you might, you know, maybe add two drops to a little bit of dilution, right? You know, just wow. Play with it and experiment with it. Being aware and being cautious. I know some people, I probably err more on the side of caution sure. than other people don't. They just go for it. And, you know, there was a gal that I I didn't know her personally, but her story was that, that she had gotten a raindrop and the person facilitating that raindrop put 13 drops of oregano on her back. Oh my. Which is like, that's a lot. Are you serious right now? <laughs> there are drops of anything. It's a lot. It's a, a lot. lot. I mean, seriously, a yeah. little bit will do you. So in a raindrop technique, we usually use anywhere from three to five drops of oregano on the back, depending on the person. It all depends on the person. You have to understand where they're at. And I mean, I have cancer clients come in for raindrop techniques, so I have to be mindful of the techniques I use in raindrops. Some of them are contraindicated and some of them are not. Oh. So we do what we call finger circles along the spine where you go and massage those erectors and metiphidi right along the spine there. Right. Um, to kind of help release the tension. Well, in a cancer person, especially a metastasized cancer, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do some of the VitaFlex techniques because you don't know where the cancer is. Right. So I have a client who has a lot of cancer and MS. So then you have to consider what MS, and we use hot towels in a raindrop, but someone with MS, you don't want to use hot towels. You want to use cold towels. Mm. And you can ask them what their level of temperature, how, what, because that will affect them for days and days and days and send them into a relapse with their MS. So there's all these special considerations that you need to think about. Right. I kind of feel like I'm all over the map because there's so much information, but like the ethics program I just wrote with another instructor for our summit starting on Thursday, uh, we cover cancer and we cover working with minors. And if you want a course on working with minors and special needs kids, Tina Allen at Little Kids Foundation is a phenomenal experience. She travels the world teaching people how to care for children. And she has a saying in there um, that children are our greatest asset. They need to be treated with utmost care. 
And that in my office with pediatrics, they're the boss. They have a say in what happens and you never not communicate with the child. Can I touch your back? Can I touch your head? Can I touch your foot? It's communication. It's all about communication with all of it. It is absolutely moving to somebody's level of comfort and what's mm-hmm. going to be best for their particular body. Mm-hmm. I, I can I can see the the care, the training, and the knowledge that goes into what you do and what you offer. And I love that you're teaching this. Thank you. People need to understand it's not one size fits all. No, it's not. Right? I mean, there are some things like too much peppermint oil can cause problems. And yeah, it's a. We end the we end with peppermint on the body, but only maybe one to two drops. Yes. So peppermint's a powerful little kahuna there. Um, it, we use it less because it's it's almost like the herder. It's going to herd all the other molecules and just go. Okay, guys, we got to finish the job. We're going to go in, and here's our body, and we get the warm towel that just kind of really penetrates and sends these molecules into the body. Right. It's a fabulous, fabulous experience. No, they're all wonderful oils. And, um, you know, I I use essential oils as well, not to the degree that you do by any means, um, mostly because I just don't know as much about it. So this is is absolutely fascinating. Um, Another thing I did want to mention, and I'm not sure how much you know about this, but we can certainly, um, there's plenty of information out there. What oils should not be used around pets? Um, there is a lot. There's, um, a company that, well, we're not talking companies basically per se, but dogs are pretty much like humans. We've used, um, my son's dog was hit by a car and had damage to his lungs Mm. and they wanted $1,200. My son has just had just started his chiropractic business. He's like, I don't have $1,200. So I had a conversation with him, and so we diffused helichrysum in a tent with his dog in a tent for 24 hours. And the next day, he was much better. He wasn't completely healed, but he had done much better because those molecules of helichrysum went into where they needed to heal the lung tissues. Wow. Um, so dogs are, are probably one of the easier to work with. Um, I went to a class where they do raindrop technique on horses. That was an experience. That's fascinating. It was very much an experience, and the horse had never had a raindrop technique before. So you you bite on the feet of a human. You do the the hoofs of a horse. But you have to be, like, on guard because that horse can lay you out in a second. Oh, yes. And then they moved on to the back and... The horse was restless and, you know, just things were releasing because after it was all said and done, we were given the story of this horse and it was really tragic for this horse. So he was releasing these emotions by moving around. Mm. And then the next thing you know, his top lip is like getting longer and longer. He's just, his head was going down and he was so relaxed and a whole new horse after that experience. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, Cats and birds are a different story. So I would explore and get some books on essential oils with with animals and get some reference guides on how to handle that. But those are the ones that are pretty different. Dogs are 
pretty much like humans. I put oregano, my dog had a wart on his lip and I just shoved oregano on there. Mm-hmm. He probably, I probably should have diluted it, but I thought you'd been around well long enough. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Away. Yeah. So with some, some animals, if you've got cats or birds in the home, it would be mm-hmm. very good to just be very careful about what we diffuse. Exactly. That so, is the big thing. Um, my daughter has cats and they're much more accustomed now to the oils. She diffuses pretty much whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one time where one of her cats, I forget what she put on it thinking it would help, but it was not for a cat. And she almost lost her cat. It wasn't an essential oil. It was some other herb. And I, I wish I could remember what it was, but so she had to work with the cat to bring it out of that and washed it off. And it was a little scary for her. So you do have to be mindful when you're using them on pets. And that's why desk reference guides for animals are so important. Do you have any good ones that you recommend? Well, I have, um, there is a doctor, Dr. Melissa Shelton. She has an essential oil line called Animalio, A-N-M, Animal, A-N-I-M-A-L-I-O, I I think it is. Mm -hmm. She has a desk reference for animals, and it's not a specific brand, it's just essential oils. So I would recommend getting that because it comes from a vet and she's a well-known vet up in Idaho, but I would, I would recommend her book for sure. Oh, um, there are other companies that have books, but I think, I think I, I have two of her books. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have pets anymore, so I gave it to my daughter, but. Right. And so kind of similarly, are there any contraindications for children and essential oils? Children, depending, again, on the distillation process, um, I, I can say that if I, when I first started with essential oils, I bought a couple hundred dollars worth from Whole Foods like 12 years ago, thinking I'd cornered the market and realized that that wasn't, that wasn't a good purchase. I wish I'd kept them just to compare, but um, children are real sensitive. Um, I... My grandkids, whenever they come over, they're in my oils all the time. I have to be mindful that they're not like in in them. And one of my grandchildren came out with an essential oil and she all over her mouth. And I thought, well, this could be delicious, couldn't it? Nothing happened to her because the stopper was in there. So she couldn't have gotten, you know, more than five or six drops. So you have to understand the different philosophies you have the british model you've got the french and german models they're they're different so in the british model the british model is what they did is they took wintergreen isolated a molecule and that particular molecule called methyl salicylate is toxic on its own so then just because that one molecule was toxic they forbid you to use wintergreen ever 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 oh so when you isolate something, of course, you're going to get a different outcome. What methyl salicylate does is when it comes back in with all those other molecules in wintergreen, we've got this beautiful dance of harmony and quenching and buffering and all that kind of stuff. Mixed together, they, they make a wonderful essential oil. Sure. So you have to be mindful of that, and they don't believe 
and anything but dilution, like 1% essential oil to 10% dilution, which is a lot of, of dilution. Right. So there's a, a lot to learn and they don't necessarily um, do quantities. They have an, an, what they call an LD50. Mm. So they give oils to animals and animals are hypersensitive to these molecules and to these oils. And they go in and give it until 50% of the animals die. And then base their assumptions on that. I mean, there's much more information than that. It's just kind of like the nuts and bolts. But anything can harm you. Too much water can harm you. It's called drowning. Absolutely. You know, so if you're giving the same amount of quantities to an animal you'd give to a human, you're going to get a completely different outcome. And no one, we have no deaths on record that have died from essential oils. Mm -hmm. Only those who take like 15 mil bottle. Who's going to take a 15 mil bottle of essential oil and guzzle that sucker down? It would be traumatic. So there's much more information out there about, you know, the different methodologies and, and theories of essential oils. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Of course, you know, the dosage and the weight and the size of the person, the sensitivity of the person, any allergies, any sensitivities they have. So it's good to just kind of go gently with it, I would imagine. Yeah, essential oils overall with, with allergies are, you know, it's, if you're allergic to the plant, you most likely won't be allergic to the essential oil because it doesn't, it's distilled. All of those antigens and those allergens and those things that you're allergic to stay back and the oil itself is clean of that. Again, it depends on the distillation. So, you know, do you test an area and just see what happens? Right. So test a, a safe and unsensitive area. Mm-hmm. And so how do the how do we get from a plant to an essential oil? I know you said distillation. I'm not really sure how that all works. Do can you tell? Oh, about you that? have um, you have these big, huge. Oh, I don't know how much they hold, 10,000 pounds. or I mean, they're huge steel bins that you put the material in and then you close the lid and you steam it, you steam distill. That's the ancient way of doing it through steam. Certain temperatures, certain amount of time, and the, um, the water comes up, the steam comes up through these little tubes down into this little gigantic beaker Mm -hmm. and the oil will come to the top Mm. and underneath there's the floral water and the floral water I got some floral water years ago it's it's it has no smell to it now it's yellow it's probably horrible but it's bragging rights that I got some floral water actually from a distillation Um, and the oils on top are tested time and time again with different ways to testing its purity if it doesn't have all the molecules in it some companies will pitch it and start over. Mm-hmm. But steam distillation is the is the thing that you need to be mindful of. And things like jasmine, um, jasmine I wouldn't take internally ever because it's an absolute. It's not an essential oil. Those flowers are so sensitive they can't take the heat of distillation. Oh, yes. Cool. And they have to be picked before sunrise. When it's time for them to be picked, they have to be picked before the sun rises in the morning. Because they're that delicate? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 
And that's when they're the most, uh, the, the most um, concentration of molecules mm-hmm. is then. Right. Um, there's quite a science to this. I didn't realize how scientific and how precise this is. Yeah. Um, so is it, how important is it that the raw material, the plant itself, is organic or untouched by additional chemicals? It's very, very important because what you distill goes in your body. So if you have soil that is full of pesticides and chemicals, then whatever's distilled and whatever's in that oil is going to be filled with pesticides and chemicals. Mm-hmm. So just be mindful of, of where the soil is, where the farms are, um, the distillation process. Just be mindful of those when you're investigating what kind of oils to buy. And just do your research on that. You can ask lots of questions and Right. There's so many different companies that sell oils. It's good to, I'm sure, do a little bit of investigation, find one company that you really like and that you, um, you know, know what their principles are, know what their processes are, and then stick with that. There's so many out there, um, both MLM and just sold in, in stores, some of the big box stores too, like Sprouts or Whole Foods, so it pays to really know what the company stands for, what it does, and how it produces that. Mm-hmm. So I do want to switch gears just a little bit. You know, everybody I find has a story of how they got to doing what they do, how, why they do what they do. So how did you get to the place where you are? Massage therapy, essential oils. Is there a story there? Well, there is a story. I um, had a, I, the only thing I can say is I had a breakdown in 2007 or eight, something like that, where I woke up one morning, I hit the floor in a violent spin. Mm. I mean, I've never had vertigo that violent. It was violent. And I couldn't, I literally couldn't function. So I would go to ear doctors like your hearing is like the best I've seen in a long, long time. And there's nothing going on in your ears. Um, There's MRI, your veins are clear. There's nothing, there's nothing going on. And I went to, I, I think there was five doctors I went to. I'm like, I'm screwed. I couldn't drive. Nothing. So someone said to me, I hope it's okay to mention the clinic I went to? Yeah, why not? Okay. Someone said, there's a clinic down the street. You could go there. I'll take you. I said, what do I have to lose? And it was your wellness connection. Oh, yes. Dr. Michelle Robbins. She's fabulous. So they had a team there that I've never been taken such good care of than at your wellness connection. Um, I had a chiropractor there. I had a counselor there, an acupuncturist there. And I went two and three times a week for all of it. Mm-hmm. And the counselor there was phenomenal. Um, she's not so much counseling so much anymore because she's, she's, I think she's, she's doing other stuff like with Hoffman process and stuff. But so my counselor was phenomenal I did everything and anything she said. I did anything and everything with acupuncture. 
And probably after about, I would say, six months, I could, maybe five months, I felt safer driving. And uh, I was in the Bering Sea for 18 months. In the Bering Sea. Tell me, tell me about that. Um, you know, you're on a boat and it's rocking. Oh. And there's no sure-footedness at all. That's why I relate it to you because I couldn't walk very well. And to drive was a challenge and I wouldn't drive that much because I didn't want to right. hurt anyone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So and my counselor said, you should do Lomi Lomi. And I thought, what the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I was doing whatever she said. So I thought, fine. Right. And she said, here's a teacher. Go look it up. Because I asked her what it was. She goes, go look it up. So I investigated it. I signed up for the class. The day before I went, I thought I need to experience this because I'm not sure I want to do this because I didn't like touching people. It was just like ick to me. You weren't a massage therapist at this point. No, no. I was just me on the street. What was your background before you went into a... I was a mom. Full-time mom. mom. Mm -hmm. Full-time mom. Gotcha. Full-time mom. So I got this Lomi Lomi. And there was, the gal who gave it to me said, you've got connection to the islands. And I felt these roots growing out of my fingers. And I felt the palm, I felt this, this ancestry show up from Hawaii. Wow. Okay. So I signed up for the class. I had, I, I have life experience of attacks. And so there were guys in there and I'm like, oh, crikey. And we had to, you know, get ourselves all naked and stuff. It was very uncomfortable. So I, I made it through that. And then I thought, in order to do this, I need a massage license so I can legally do this. So I went to school, got my massage license. And essential oils, I'd heard of them. I bought that bunch from Whole Foods. I went into a natural healer's. He had this book. I don't know if I said that already. But he had this essential oils reference book. And I thought, well, if he's got it. I have all these oils. I should buy that book and learn. And then the oils that were in there were not what I bought. So I put it on the shelf. And then some years later, I was introduced to this to these essential oils. And I thought, oh, that rings a bell. So I pulled the book out. And then I wanted to learn more. I wanted to see how they functioned. I wanted to learn about them and what they did. And so then that led me to... Um, care, to be an instructor with care. And and tell me again what CARE stands for? CARE is the Center for Aromatherapy Research and Education. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That Good is so, so up your alley. That's what I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning all about myself. And now you're teaching it. I am. And anybody, I mean, you can take the courses and become an instructor. However, it, it is a process. I thought I was getting a, a PhD in the process. But I thought, I've never experienced this in college. <laughs> so. Right. Well, because you're learning um, emotions, you're learning um, chemistry, learning physiology, learning biology. Little types of physics, little types of, yeah. All of this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's been an amazing journey for you, hasn't it? It has. 
And I want to leave, if we are on the trail end of this, I wanted to leave this thought Please. that I used in my ethics presentation. Yes. It says, hands that know the art of touch as anointing and treat the body as sacrament will never be without work. If your hands are prayers, they are indeed an embodied way of praying our care for other person. For another person, I should say. And that was Marianne Finch. And I loved that so much because those of us who do energy work and essential oil work and all the work that I know you do and I do, I just loved it. Hands that know the art of touch as anointing and as a sacrament. So I love that. You know, and this shows how in tune we are, Karen, is that I was going to wrap up with that same quote. Oh, you were? You and I are so in tune. Mm-hmm. You know, anointing we think of as such a holy thing, but it's really touching mm-hmm. with oils and it's laying on the hands and tra- transferring mm-hmm. the energy. It is. And raindrop technique is a form of anointing. I love that. Isn't it funny mm-hmm. how we knew this instinctually so many thousands of years ago? Yeah. Still doing it. This is not new. No. Essential oils are not new. They are touted as being new, but they're not. This has been going on for centuries. But now we know the science and we know why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know what it does. And we know how to how it works. <laughs> we didn't know how it works, but we it, that's okay. It still works. Yeah. Well, Karen, this has been absolutely fascinating and so much fun. I just I really do love talking with you. You're just so fun. And uh, I would love to get the names of those books and authors, and we can put them in the show notes. Okay. So I, would, I would love to, to include that along with your bio. So, and um, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Well, I don't know if you can see up here. Oh, that doesn't have my phone number. They can go to my website at www.nurturedbykaren.com. They can reach me at 913-449-5064. Well, we will put um, your website in the show notes and it has ways to um, connect with you and what you've got going on and your classes and your services and all like that. If anybody's in the Kansas City area and listening to this, please do stop by and have a, a session with Karen. She's fabulous. Thank you so much, Christy. It's been a pleasure. Such a pleasure. Thank you, Karen. You bet. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort 
available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.